0: Welcome to Illum Radio, a different kind of oldies program that celebrates the tremendous talent of the thousands of people who provided news and entertainment to listeners through the only form of immediate mass media available in their homes during the American Golden Age of Radio, roughly from 1930 through the 1940s. This podcast originates from the seacoast of New Hampshire, and I am your host, John Lovering. Thanking you for listening. Now, let's turn back the clock and introduce the rebroadcast of this track's featured program.
1: What is a shyster lawyer? One whose greatest asset is his lie ability. Correct. Pay that man $8. What is a diplomat? A man who always remembers a woman's birthday, but never her age. Correct. Pay that man
0: $9 because... It pays to be ignorant. As living proof to all you service men and women listening in over there that it does pay to be ignorant, here's another half hour with radio's biggest collection of zanies, the incomparable wits, George Shelton, Lulu McConnell, and Harry McNaughton, our doctor of music, Nat Novick, and the man who sticks his neck out every week at this time, our moderator... Tom Howard.
2: Thank you. Good evening,
1: ladies and gentlemen. Well, here we are again with that quiz program that only goes to prove that people will listen to anything. With a board of experts who are so dumb, they think a lawsuit is a policeman's uniform. <laughs> first, first, we have the celebrated author, Mr. Harry McNaughton, who has just written a book entitled Murder in the Bowling Alley. Or you're supposed to roll the balls, not throw them. But here he is, Mr. Harry McNaughton. Thank you, Mr. High. I have a poem, Mr. High. I see. I have a bed that's rather short, and yet it can't be beat. Although it lets most of me in, (laughs) it won't admit defeat. Defeat. Fine. Very nice. Very uncomfortable on a cold night. All right. Next we have a woman who will never have indigestion because she chews her words. A woman who has no family tree, but she has funny limbs. Here she is. Here she is, a honeydew melon with legs, Miss Lulu McConnell. Is that so? Yeah. Well, how do you know, Mr. Howard? I had my name in a gossip column today. Well, uh, you had your name in a gossip column? Yep. It said which playboy was seen in which nightclub with which glamour girl. Uh huh. Were you the glamour girl? No,
2: I was the witch. You were the witch. Where's your broom? I
1: don't see it. All right, next we have a man. Next we have a man so dumb, he bought a bottle of hair restorer from a bald-headed barber. A man who always puts crackers in his shoes to feed his pigeon toes, Miss George Sheldon. Say, Mr. Howard, do you know the difference between a woman and a kangaroo? No, I don't. Boy, you must have some swell dates. I must have... (laughs) Well, you've just met the experts, or should I say, ex-jerks. Well, here, here is the first question on tonight's session. Listen closely. Let's see if we can get an answer to it. How many ways can a man drive on a one-way street? How many ways can a man... Say, Mr. Hart, I don't often make a request like this. Uh I really feel silly about it. You look that way. uh, I just want to ask you, will you please repeat the question? Oh, I'll be glad to, Mr. Sheldon. How many ways can a person drive on a one-way street? Thank you. Mr. Hart, if you pardon me, old boy, that isn't the same question. What? The first time you asked the question, you said, how many ways can a man drive on a one-way street? Well, uh, what did I say the second time? You said, how many ways can a person drive on a one-way street? I see. <laughs> All right, person or man. Well, which is it? Make up your mind. It makes no difference, person or man. But well, it makes a lot of difference. The person could be a woman. I see. That's right. That's right. That's right. And if it's a woman, there's no telling how many ways she could drive. <laughs> <laughs> Who said it, Mr. McConnell. I know I said it. I got ears. Yeah. <laughs> he got ears. Is that what they are? I didn't know. I think, you know, Mr. Howard, in England, in England, they drive on the left side of the street. Yeah, they drive that way in Brooklyn. I see. <laughs> Look, the question is, how many ways can a person drive on a one-way street? Mr. Howard, tell me, where is the person going? Where? Ah, please. That, that is beside the point. That's what we're trying to do. What? Beside the point. Beside the point. <laughs> I said beside the point. I accept your apology. All right, thank you. Who's apologizing? I don't know. Is that the question, Mr. Howard? No, that is not the question. No. No what? No men. That's the matter. Thank you. The question is, how many ways can a person drive on a one-way street? I think you know, Mr. Howard, today I saw a man going through a one-way street in the opposite direction. Opposite direction? He passed the red light at the corner and the traffic cop standing in the middle of the street didn't stop him. Can't understand that. Perfectly simple. He was walking. He was (laughs) walking. You know, my girl was driving along the other evening and I said to her, can I put my arm around you? And she shook her head no. Uh Drove a little further and I said, can I kiss you? And she shook her head no. All right. You know, I drove for 20 miles before I found out she had her nose stuck in the windshield wiper. (laughs) She had her nose stuck in the windshield wiper When she was inside the car You know, I've often wondered about that Yeah, uh, please. <laughs> Mr. Sheldon, you're a sap uh, Not only that, I'm refined I you see, see you. A, a refined sap Yeah, the boys all call me Maple Sugar, <laughs> yeah, me maple sugar. Uh, isn't that <laughs> I like I that Let's, I like let's that. get back to the question, please I drove my car into New York yesterday I almost knocked the traffic cop down uh-huh. Oh, did I Did he ball me out? Yeah, he what'd you say me? to him? Well, I said, "What are you doing sitting there in the middle of the street?" Yeah, uh, yeah. Did I lay him out? Did I lay him? Out? <laughs> Please, how many ways can a person drive on a one-way street? I say, you know, lately I've been running my car without the motor. Why well, you shit running your car without a motor? That's impossible. Well, the mechanic at the garage last week told me the motor was missing. The motor was missing. Yeah. <laughs> nice chap, his name was Ain't Charlie. Isn't that terrible? For the life of me, I can't figure where I lost. You. Alright, you'll find her someday. <laughs> By Dr. <laughs> Novick and his round table squareheads. Thank you, thank you. I wonder where I lost that motor. Oh, forget about the motor. Maybe you left it in one of the top drawers of your shipper or over or something. Here's the next yes. question. This should be a very easy question for all of you. Well, it's about time we were getting some easy questions on this program.
2: Yeah. All right.
1: Now, here's the question. In what month of the year, in what month of the year do June brides marry? <laughs> no help from the audience, please. No help. What, what's easy about that? What's hard about it? One question at a time. All you... right. All
2: right.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I was a June bride, Mr. Howard. You
2: were? Yep.
1: Summer must have been late that year.
2: I'll
1: never forget my wedding day if I live to be a hundred. Well, you only got a few more weeks to wait. <laughs> now, let's, uh, let's get back to the question. Yes, let's. What was the question, Mr. Hart? In what month do June Brides marry? It's about marriage. Oh, marriage. Oh, marriage is a funny thing, you know. Yeah. I knew a man who hadn't kissed his wife in 20 years. Then he shot a fellow who did. Yeah, I see. I can see what's yes. the Well, the woman I marry must be good-looking have money, be able to cook, and so on. What do you mean, so on? So on buttons, So on (laughs) button. Ah, marriage. I still say marriage. is a wonderful thing, you know. No family should be without it.
2: Uh,
1: No. Well, this gets worse as we go along. I knew a man who couldn't read or write, and then he married a woman who made a scholar out of him in two months. I knew a man that was a brilliant scholar, and then he married a woman, and she made a bum out of him in two days. Ah. Look, <laughs> no, the question is not about bums. <laughs> no? And no. what month do June brides marry, please? June brides are getting a wonderful break these days. Do yeah. you know what I got when I got married? No, and your old man didn't either. <laughs> I remember so well the day my husband went to my father and said, I want your daughter's hand in marriage. Oh, really? What did your father say? Said you gotta take her face, too. Ah, I like marriage, you know. I've been happily married for 20 years. You've been happily married for 20 years? How do you account for that? Simple, I never go home. Well, I had a hard time marrying my old man. I wouldn't marry him unless he wore glasses. And when he put them on, then he wouldn't marry me.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Must have been by by Fogels or something. You know, my sister lives up in Twin Falls, Idaho. Twin Falls? Is she married? Yeah, has two children. I also have a brother who lives in Three Rivers, Michigan. Three Rivers? Really? Is he married? Sure, has three children. Mm-hmm. Now my younger sister wants to get married, but my father won't let her. Well, why not? The guy she wants to marry lives at the Thousand Islands. <laughs> Now it's time for our contestants. So while Mr. Roberts is getting the folks up here, we stop for some music. But do we get any? No. Why? Because we have Dr. Novick and his orchestra, An orchestra which just had music explained to them, but never heard any of it. Here he is, Dr. Novick and his lease breakers. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: thank <laughs> <laughs>
1: People in the theater.
0: Who is our first contestant, Mr. Roberts? Our first contestant tonight, Mr. Howard, is Quartermaster Third Class, Jack Allen of the Utah- ah!
1: Good evening, Sarah, and welcome to our program. We're really glad to have you with us, Mr. Allen. How do you feel, my boy? I feel fine, sir. Well, that really is good. Where is your hometown? Would you care to tell
0: us? Uh, I live in Red Bank, New Jersey. Red Bank, New
1: Jersey. Beautiful place. That is the ahead of the Shrewsbury River. Yeah? What do you know? Red Bank, New
2: Jersey. Yes.
1: Well, take away my knitting and call me breathless. All right. <laughs> oh, but I, I used to work in that town. <laughs> Dentist on the farm. You you were a dentist on a farm? I used to pull roots. Uh (laughs) That's getting down to earth. All right, please. (laughs) Don't let them stump you, uh, Mr. Allen. Uh, Pay no attention. What do you do in here in New York? Just uh, I'm visit- just
0: up visiting my girlfriend
1: Oh, visiting your girlfriend Well, that's a nice mission, don't you think? I think so
0: Yeah,
1: I notice uh, you have some ribbons there I, uh, It seems that you've seen action
0: uh, Over in the uh, Pacific Theater
1: Over in the Pacific Theater, that is Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Would you mind telling us just uh, what kind of
0: a boat? I was on a submarine
1: Oh, a submarine, Mark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How long have you been in the
0: service? About three years
1: Three years yes. in the service. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Well, uh, my, by the looks of you, you you entered when you were quite young. I judge you just left school and went into the service. I
0: was only two months out of high school when I went in.
1: Oh, marvelous, my boy, and you've done a great job. I'm sure, and you deserve a hand. Marvelous. I say, so you know, you know, speaking of schools, Quartermaster Allen, during the last war, I left school when I was in the fourth grade. Mm. How was that? I was drafted. You were <laughs> You must have been a very smart soldier. I was rather. Yeah. I'll have you know that I went into officer's candidate school as a buck private. Uh-huh. Well, why did you come out as? A buck private. <laughs> Shows you how consistent I am. Yeah. Well, I guess you're glad to be home. Oh, I've been home all the time. I'm not
2: talking to you. Hey,
1: thank you so much, Mr. Hard. C- carry on. As I said before, Mr. Almer, very, very glad to have you with us. We sure are. What's your first name, honey? Jack. Jack, Jack. Oh, isn't that a nice name, Miss my Family name. That's a great name. Yeah, Jack. You're oh, all so cute, to... honey. Okay. You're
2: not so bad. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm about
1: forty years younger. Oh, that's
2: a lie. You'd have to go back further than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could just call me Wonder Bread. Yeah. I'm soft and fluffy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Just as crusty. <laughs> uh, Jack, would you reach into the dunscap there and pick out a question for us, please? And would you be good enough to read the question if you don't mind?
0: What vegetable is used in making tomato soup?
1: Very good. <laughs> i see from the audience, please. You heard the question, what vegetable is used in making tomato soup? I like that question, Mr. Hard. Very you... tasty. I see. It. I see it. there is any chance of the answer, Mr. McNaughton? No chance whatsoever. I didn't think so. You should know the answer to the question, Miss McConnell. Do you cook? Do I
2: cook? Why, I've been cooking for 20 years. Uh-huh.
1: No wonder you're hard-boiled. enough <laughs> is what vegetable used in making tomato soup. Would well, you know, Mr. Sheldon? No, I never eat tomato soup. I like bean soup. like what vegetable is used. It's in the question on it uh. again. You, know, you do that every week. Yes. And it's really getting momentous. It? <laughs> well, it's getting tiresome. That's yeah, I is. imagine, yeah. You're this... a dumb clock. Oh, thank you, Mr. Sheldon. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Sheldon, how did you ever achieve such a high degree of stupidity? I, I don't know, but then everyone can do it. I can say that. <laughs> All right, the question is, what vegetable is used to make tomato soup? I don't like tomato soup. I like bean soup. All right, you, you said that before. Right, can I help it if I like bean soup? Uh, what is this? Please. I like bean soup, too. All right. Where do they get beans, I wonder? Beans? Oh, why, beans are mine. All right. What do you mean, beans are mine? Where did you ever see a bean mine? Out in Ohio. Ohio, Lima. Ohio. L- ah, please! I'm incorrigible. I, I, you oh, you know, know, you know, I like that vein of humor. Okay, hey, let's get back to the questions about cooking. I love to cook. When I cook, a dinner, I throw myself into it. You know, look, what a mess of hash that must be. <laughs> see the dinner I cooked last night. Oh, really? What do you have, Miss McConnell? Guinea hen under glass? No. Hot dogs under Dixie Cup. Uh (laughs) My wife is a wonderful cook, you know. She makes delicious corn bread. You mean you make bread out of corn? Why not? You're making dough out of it. (laughs) Why, I wish my landlady had learned how to cook. We had turkey for dinner last night. And you know I wrestled with that turkey for an hour. Yeah. Then the turkey got up and wrestled me for an hour. <laughs> boy, what a tough boy he was. I imagine. As I wonder how you can tell a tender turkey. By the teeth. The turkey has no teeth. No, but I have. <laughs> why why don't you bring them with you some night? <laughs> you know so much about cooking, you should know what vegetable is used in making tomato soup. Why should I? I old man don't like tomato soup. Uh, neither do I. I like bean soup. <laughs> oh, now, please, don't let's get into that again. I don't think any of you know a thing about cooking. What do you mean? Why, when I was only ten years old, I won a prize for cooking. All right. I won a barrel yeah. of flour. Yeah, and you've been carrying it around with you ever since. <laughs>
0: Testing, please. Yes, we have, Mr. Howard. Now I should like you to meet Sergeant Ruth Tenzer of the Women's Army Corps. Hi.
1: Good evening, Miss Tenzer. How do you feel this evening? I feel fine. Well, that is great. And where's your hometown, would you care to tell us?
0: Lakewood, New Jersey. Lakewood,
1: New Jersey. Wow. New Jersey is certainly represented here tonight. Lakewood, eh, Mr. Howard? Yes. What a lovely place. Yeah, if you're down that way sometime, drop in. <laughs> well, I'll, <laughs> I'll have you know that I've been there. Oh, you have? As a matter of fact, I met a young lady there. You did? Ah, romance. Mm. It was love at first sight. Did you marry her? No, I took a second look. Uh-huh. <laughs> you mean she took a second look? Now, I'll kindly stop interrupting. What are you doing in New York, Miss Danger? I'm here on a pass for oh. the day. Oh, you're here on a pass? You're having a good time? Well, that's fine. Say, Mr. Howe, you know, I was out with a young lady last night, and her name was Ruth, too. Uh huh. When I took her home, she let me kiss her good night at the door. Simply to divine. Ah, she was a beautiful girl too. Yes. Yeah. A platinum blonde. Well, that's what do you mean, a platinum blonde? You mean a platinum blonde? When I kiss them, I
2: flatten them. <laughs>
1: say, uh, I say, pardon me, Miss Kenzer. I hate to butt in here, but uh, have you by any chance seen an old motor lying about? Ah, uh, please, Harry, put it out in the paper, will you? The one-cylinder job. Never mind the one-cylinder job. Huh. How long you been in the service? I've been in the service three years. Three years, congratulations. Right. Do you like being soup, Miss Ruth? Never mind. Does she like being soup. Mr. Sheldon? You're a nitwit. I know it. You don't have to remind me. All right. <laughs> you know, Miss Howard, I was a whack in the last war. Wait a minute. They didn't have wax in the last war. No. No. No wonder they threw me out of Cap Dick. I see. <laughs> In the Civil War, there was no Cam Dix. Now, let's get on. Well, you you ought to know. All right, please. Will you reach into the dunce cap there, Miss Tender, and pick out a question for us, please? And would you be good enough to read the question? Just take your time and read it. Right into the microphone. How
0: many lakes are there in the five great lakes? How many lakes?
1: How many lakes are there in the five great lakes? I'm afraid that question is too deep for me. All right, all right. Mr. Howard, tell me, how deep are they? That makes no difference. Oh, but it does, old boy. I mean, a person might want to dive into one. Yeah. Surely want to know how deep it was. All right. I don't know how deep they are. You don't? Then how do you expect us to a... What do you like, that guy? He asks questions and he don't know himself. All right. <laughs> Mr. Sheldon, have you got a chip on your shoulder or is that your head? I didn't ask you how deep the lakes are. I asked you how many lakes are there in the five great lakes. Mr. Howard, is Lake Michigan one of them? Why, Miss McConnell, I'm surprised. Yes, it is. I was out there last summer, but I never thought... Asked how deep it was. Well, that's too bad, mm. yes. Yeah. You ought to pay my expenses. I could go back... Never mind. we are your not water. interested in that. I just want to know how many. How many Lake Michigan's? No, no. I believe, I believe there's only one. Look, Miss McConnell, there are three million cells in the human brain, and not one of yours is working. He is my old man. I say. He's been for Oh never mind, please. Mr. Mr. Howe. Did I understand you to say three million? Yes. Why, oh, well, that's a lot of lakes, isn't it? Ah. Imagine <laughs> that, three million lakes. Mr. McNaughton, I've seen better heads than yours on a glass of beer. Now let's get on. Yeah. <laughs> here. Mr. Colonel, when you were at Lake Michigan, did you go in swimming? Oh, sure. I met a n oh, I met a nice young man who offered to teach me how to swim. Well, he taught me for over an hour. Then the lifeguard came along and made us go in the water.
0: Yeah, I see. (laughs) You know, I tried to swim last
1: summer. I almost got drowned. Why, didn't you wear water wings? I did, but I sank anyway. Well, did you you blow the water wings up? Oh, are you supposed to blow them up? Ah. (laughs) Oh. Oh, what size dunce cap did you wear when you went to school? I think it was six and seven-eighths. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wear a larger one now. I imagine. The question is not about swimming or beaches. It's about the five great lakes. Well, lakes have beaches. Oh, yes. Mr. Shelton, have you ever seen the great lakes? No, I go to Coney Island. That's where I taught my girl how to swim. Yes? You did? Did she have water wings? No. I thought she did. Mm. But I found out later they were her shoulder blades. I I know. <laughs> Did you show her any fancy dive? I didn't have to. She knew every dive in Coney
2: Island. I guess I had better speak now
1: for all of us and say good night for Lula McConnell, George Sheldon, Harry McNaught. Say good night for our service guests tuned in around the world, experts. Good night. Good night. Good night. That was especially for those who are brave enough to stay tuned in for this past half hour. This is Tom Howard inviting you to join us again next week and to hear what we mean when we say...
0: It pays to be ignorant To be dumb, to be dense, to be ignorant It pays to be ignorant just like me When I was just a school kid I was an awful bride I had a to teacher who made me say in each night, so you see, it's pain to be ignorant, have no brain, be inane, just be ignorant. It's pain to be ignorant, just like me. Ken Roberts speaking, this is the Armed Forces Radio Service. Give <laughs> you